0: And welcome to Thank You for Toilet Paper, a history of the little things, a podcast where we talk about a few things to be grateful for and the history and stories behind them. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miller. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get going. When I was a kid, my mother would very patiently spend the time to braid my hair while I struggled with the pain of having my hair pulled into a tight braid and tried and failed not to be crabby about it. Thus the patience part (laughs) from my mother. She was very patient as I was very crabby. Over the years, however, I learned to braid my own hair and had no one to be upset with but me when I pulled my own hair too tightly. It's a great solution. A large part of the sometimes painful process was the initial brushing. So this week we are going to focus on another recommendation from a friend and talk all about hairbrushes and combs. Ancient hairbrushes had handles that were made from materials like wood, copper, and bronze. The bristles, the like spiky part, the official term, (laughs) the <laughs> bristles were made of a number of different materials, but whatever it was needed to be somewhat stiff. So, for example, boar hair was used. Sometimes wild horse hair was also used. Other materials included seashell shards. Please say that one 10 times fast. <laughs> Porcupine quills and pieces of bone or stone. There is a theory, actually, that paint brushes were also used to brush hair until a brush specifically for hair came about over the years we have depictions of egyptians in egyptian tombs holding brushes and combs while greek and roman art shows neatly braided hairstyles which would have required some brushing brushing one's hair however was still largely a luxury afforded by the rich hairbrushes were actually a common gift to new brides from the husband to the bride or also to new mothers over time we got a little bit attached to these hairbrushes, and the demand grew Until in 1777, William Kent founded Kent Brushes and a subsequent LLC in London, England. At this time, it took up to 12 people to manufacture a single brush. Part of this was because the bristles on each brush were stitched in by hand. This process was made easier in 1855 when an Englishman invented a brush boring machine. In the United States, the earliest patent for a hairbrush shows up in 1854 and is held by Hugh Rock. His brushes often came in a gift set, which included a mirror and a comb. These brushes were made with beautiful carved metal designs. In 1870, Samuel Fiery got his patent for his invention of brush teeth made of elastic wires, which he mixed with natural bristles as well. Lydia Newman secured a patent for entirely synthetic brushes in 1898 and continued to innovate by creating vented brushes that included an air chamber as well as detachable brush handles. The vented brush is still useful today, especially for styling with a blow dryer. In 1906, Alfred Fuller took his brush on the road, selling it door-to-door. He made a company called Fuller Brush Company, which had a goal of making the brush accessible to everyone. These days, Fuller's dream was totally accomplished. Hairbrushes are available in a wide variety of styles and prices. Some hairbrushes still have wooden handles, while many sport plastic handles and nylon bristles. There are a few different kinds of brushes. There are flat brushes and round brushes. Round brushes tend to be used more for hair styling while flat brushes are more commonly used after a shower or waking up first thing in the morning and trying to tackle whatever happened in the night. A round brush can be used to curl hair while a paddle brush is used to straighten it. A detangler brush has widely spread nylon teeth that are more flexible to help detangle hair. A cushion brush puts the bristles on a cushion of air so that there's less damage and breakage of the hair when brushing. For baby brushes, the coarser hairs and bristles on adult brushes can be too tough, and so synthetic hair can be used on baby brushes, or horse or goat hair can also be used. There are also brushes made specifically for taking care of animals and their coats or hair. Brushes for dogs, cats, and horses come to mind. Now, hairbrushes don't always make life easier for every type of hair. Sometimes a comb is the way to go, especially if you happen to have curly hair. Some of the oldest combs that we have found date back to ancient Egypt around 5500 BCE. In ancient China, combs were symbols of social status. Combs in China date back to around 6,000 years ago. There were both thick-toothed and thin-toothed combs, and there even existed a palace comb factory that operated in the 5th century and still makes combs to this day. Chinese combs were introduced to Japan in the Nara period, which began around 714 CE. The Japanese already had their own combs as well, which date back to around 6,000 years ago. Archaeologists have found remnants of a comb from 5,000 years ago in ancient Persia. And weaving combs have been found in the Orkney Islands in Scotland and in Somerset that date back to the late Iron Age. Humans have used combs for thousands of years to detangle hair, to help with hair health by spreading natural oils from the roots to the ends of the hair, as well as using combs for decoration, as we already saw in ancient China, sometimes to delineate social status. More often, combs were used simply to keep things in place, like wigs, skullcaps, or a kippa, dreadlocks, or simply keeping long hair in its place. Combs also played important roles in some religions, like the liturgical comb in Catholic and Orthodox Christianity in the Middle Ages, and in the Byzantine rite that still goes on today. In the colonial era in North America, hot combs were used to straighten hair. Afro combs are longer and thinner combs with wide teeth that can be used to style as well as decorate hair. Beyond use for hair and decoration, combs have many practical uses in various industries, including police work. The police will use combs to collect hair samples to identify people and to help inform toxicology reports in the cotton industry combs were very important and used to help separate cotton fibers from seeds and dirt and other debris the cotton gin used a mechanical comb to help with this work a comb is also used in paper marbling while these days combs are more often made of plastic wood or metal in the past they could also be made from whalebone, horns ivory and tortoise shell but in an effort to protect these species we've moved away from that while combing your hair can help with your own health You do want to be careful about sharing combs and brushes, as this can sometimes spread disease, like head lice, nits, and fungi, and so on and so forth. Although you can also get rid of nits with a knit comb. It's a strange full circle kind of thing, right? So while sharing is caring, maybe just hold back on your personal comb or brush for the moment. Combs can also be used in making music. Maybe you did this as a child. You'd put wax paper over a comb and then buzz your lips or hum on the comb to make music. This simple trick actually inspired the kazoo. By itself, the comb actually is technically what is called a lamellophone, an instrument you can play by vibrating the teeth of the comb. Have you ever just like flicked the comb up its teeth, like ba 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 ba? Or like blink? It's been a minute since I've done it, but it sounds something like that. <laughs> So a lamellophone is a type of instrument, and perhaps you've seen an African lamellophone, for example. That's the one that I'm most familiar with. My grandparents lived briefly in Zaire, which is now known as the Democratic Republic of the Congo, and they brought back a lamellophone that we love to play as children. And I would still love to play today, I just don't know where it is. (laughs) This type of comb slash lamellophone eventually morphed into the thumb piano and has been incorporated into music boxes. If you think about it, you open up a music box where you can see the mechanics and it's got those little comb teeth that help play the music. Who knew brushes and combs had such a wide variety of uses? From helping us style our hair and keeping it clean, to helping with industry and even making music. For all these reasons and many more that we haven't touched on yet, I am grateful for combs and brushes and grateful for friends who continue to provide excellent suggestions. Thank you again. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Take care.